Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Crossover Cafe. This is Dave here with Barry the Villain. Barry, how you doing, buddy? Uh, I've been better. Villain is in the house, but I mean, I'm watching my Knicks get slapped around by the Bulls in the garden, so I could be in a better mood. But, you know, hey, listen, things are looking up. They're, they're going on a run, so, you know, what can you do? How you doing, Dave? How you hey, doing? I'm doing all right. You know, uh, um, Knicks uh, and the Nets actually played, uh, what was it, last night, the night before? And uh, uh, it was yeah, a close Tuesday game. night. Tuesday night was a close game. Came down to the wire. Uh, Nets uh, ended up hitting a few free throws at the end to seal it. But I got to say, it was a very, um, I, I, you know, from a watchability standpoint, it wasn't the best game I've seen. Um, but it was entertaining, especially down the stretch. Um, learned, uh, I don't think, anything about either of the teams. <laughs> it's just kind of one of those games. Um, mm-hmm. But listen, I, I, the way I see it, you know, it's December second, Barry. We've got we got a couple weeks before we hit the other uh, Christmas games, which are uh, what is it? Uh, four weeks from Saturday. Which, you know, I, I I stand by what I say. I'm a big believer. That's kind of the unofficial start to the season. Um, the the you know the guys like LeBron, uh, the old. I guess I was going to say all the old guys in the NBA, but that's basically the Lakers. Uh, you know, they can kind of get out of their wheelchairs and get ready to go. Um, but it's been it's been an interesting season, and I, I've, there's a couple observations that I, I've been jotting down as the week goes on. And um, you know, one of the things that I noticed was that if you look at the stand now, I, Barry, I gotta ask first. You know, I got a I got a philosophy question for you. Are you one of the kinds of people you get three quarters of the way through the season and somebody pulls a well? If the season ended now, this is what the playoffs would look would look like. Do you love that or do you hate that? Who cares? I mean, you got to do it. I mean, you got to sell tickets, right? You got to you got to get ratings and stuff. So, I mean, it is what it is. Um, you know, it, it's basically how you get an idea of who's in and who's not. So, I mean, I, I'm not against it. But I mean, I, listen, so, I, I gotta I gotta talk about before you get going. I, I gotta talk about yeah. the next next game because I, and, and that whole Please night. Go. Listen, that was a really good game to open the night, and then the uh, Suns Warriors game was really good. The Suns. Suns just keep winning, the and they're else. they're they're a dangerous team. And, and anybody that thought like me, I mean, listen, we Sirius and I said it. I think we've all kind of thought that last year was their best chance to win a championship. But quietly, they made some nice moves in the off season to get um, Javale McGee. They got another year of experience um, as the Knicks are pulling in within seven right now. But I mean, they are dangerous team. I think. The Warriors are probably, when they're fully healthy, probably the best team out there. Uh, the Lakers, you can't discount the Lakers. But the Suns, man, um, if you take them lightly, you're out of your mind. They are a good basketball team. Um, if Aiton just plays yeah. anywhere near like we think he can um, and get, you know, like he deserves that max contract, this is a team that nobody wants to face in the playoffs. But 
Um, listen, the Knicks game was good. I, 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 I got to mention, um, because one of my buddies that I um, grew up with played, uh, you know, went to middle school, high school with a uh, UConn fan, Knicks fan like me. Um, we were lamenting on the fact that Julius Randle is just I, – I don't think he's focused because he's crying for fouls right now. Um, you just mm. got to play ball, man. I get you, – you know, a lot of people aren't getting those calls. James Harden was crying about the same thing, not getting a lot of calls, <laughs> right? So you got to – you know, I'm, I'm watching a, a guy drive to the hole, got knocked to the floor, didn't get a foul call in the Knicks uh, Bulls game right now. You got to just play through it, man, and, 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 and you know – do what you're supposed to do. Play bully ball. Um, the the refs aren't going to call these little ticky tack fouls anymore. So it's it's on you. It's imperative for you to just go out there and play ball. Um, so I hope he does that. But you know, it was a good. I think you're a Nets fan. It was a good measuring stick to play against the, the, the Nets, especially against when when Kemba was taken out of the rotation. It was good to see them, you know, play well outside of the third quarter. Um, you know, hopefully Barrett gets um, back and healthy. But, um, you know, the Nets, I, I was impressed with, with Harden. I think he had his, probably his best game of the season. Kevin Durant looked really good uh, closing closing the door. And their young guys, Johnson um, and, and company, I think the Nets, are they're, they're on their way. I, I think it's a great way to put it. I think on the way is, is true. But I want to take a quick step back. Uh, you were talking about the sure. Suns, and I'm – I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna pretend that I, I really had a whole lot of faith in the Suns doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think they would be some trash team. Don't get me wrong, but, but man, if they really can get the best out of Aiton when you got, you know, Booker and Paul as your guards. I mean, you got your youth and you got your veteran, and then you got your big youth in, in Aiton. And, and I think the way we're seeing the NBA go now. You know the mm-hmm. big, the the young big guys. I mean, that's the that's the league. It feels like, and man, if the Suns could really get Aiton to be a, a good, just even a decent matchup against a guy like, let's see, if you're in the West, you know, uh, the, you have to look at the big guys who are out there, and there's there's some you know right. some solid size. Um, you know, especially when you're gonna have to face guys. Uh, you know, look at teams like uh, Jokic and um, mm-hmm. you know and, and Doncic. I, I just I, I, yeah, I you're you're, can, you're, you're talking can, about Joker. You got um, you got AD and and Dwight Howard in, in, in Los Angeles, AD. and then you're gonna have probably um, the big fella um, coming back for Golden State. Um, you know, Wiseman. So those are the those are the True. guys right at the top that you're gonna have to get through. And then there's some bigs out in the East if you get to the finals, if they are lucky to get that far, right? With um, and beat and company. So I, I agree with you. I think Aiton can put himself in a in a higher class if he comes to you know if he comes with it. Um, yeah. No. I I mean I I love it. Now now speaking of big guys and and Julius Randle over uh, on the Knicks. Um, mm. Look, I thought that was a that was a solid game. I like how you said it was a good litmus test. They me only and. Look, it's it's a it's a complaint because I feel the need to find a complaint right now. Um, uh, you know, James Harden started really strong, um, but you know, the, the the towards the end of the game it was definitely the Kevin Durant show. I mean, if you look at at the fourth quarter oh, of the game, um, you know, it, it was Durant took I think five free throws in in just that that span and just that last quarter with eleven points. Um, and James Harden only, you know, put up four, whereas in the beginning of the game, you know, you look at what he did in the first quarter, putting up 15 points to Durant's two. So it's really funny. I know we, uh, Barry, I know you, you listen to the end call in and, and join the baseball show. It feels like we've, we've got our openers and our closers here. Um, and I was thinking about this, and I listen to, uh, you know, sports talk radio, and I know you do too. Uh, it's, and, and, and the things that I was hearing was that the, net, the Knicks, I'm sorry, you know, they have – I think they have really good starters, but what they don't really have right now is that closure, that guy with five minutes to go or even three minutes to go, let alone one. I mean, one minute to go, that's a whole different type of blood. But who are you giving the ball to with, you know, a minute to, you know, five minutes, three minutes to go and saying, all right, lead us down the stretch. I'm not talking about the dagger shot. That, you know, that's not what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. I'm talking about the guy who's going to take control of the floor. Um, and, I mean, in, 
I still like to want to believe that it's going to be R.J. Barrett, but I'm, I mean, Julius Randle's been been really the big ball distributor. It feels like for that for that team. So you know, Derrick Rose is he's it's you know, is it Derrick Rose because he's got the veteranship? I mean, you you know, who would you want leading the offensive five to go in a tight game? Yeah, I mean, I I would want to put the ball in Derrick Rose's hands, right? Um, I think. He has Thibodeau's trust. I think he's done it before. I mean, he's, what, 32 years old, and he still looks like he can fly, man. He is he is some kind of athlete, right? It's crazy. But, I mean, the, the problem is Julius Randle is super predictable, left-handed, and, you know, he, he does get assists, but I feel like he doesn't make plays for others in crunch time because they, they can trap him in corners, they can get him off spots, and he has trouble – kind of finding open guys he holds the ball looks around and, and like it, it's really like it's really bogging down the offense in the fourth quarter so the Knicks in a tight game I think I don't trust them in a tight game because because of that right I think Fournier spaces the floor I think he hits open shots he's streaky though um but I'm looking at like the Knicks need to hit threes and kind of run wire to wire to win games. If they're in a tight game, they're, they don't have that Durant or Harden type. If they did have one of those guys, I think this is a different team. But to your point, well, I mean, yeah, Harden, Harden had a great game, but Durant kind of had that, you know who I am? You know who the hell I am? I'm Kevin Durant. Like, you know what I mean? Like, once the Knicks started to really climb back in the game, because they were down by, what, I think 17, 15, 17 points or something like that. And then Durant just took over, and he's like, "No, I'm I'm Kevin Durant. This is my game. Sorry, <laughs> you know what I mean." So who who's gonna uh, take the outside shots on that team too? That's the other thing I've been trying to figure out. I mean, is it Burks, Evan, Evan Fournier? I think. I mean, and, and listen, not- I like I like for I like Burks in the starting lineup um, for defense. Offensively, he's not a point guard. He's not a distributor. He doesn't get. He doesn't make. He doesn't run the offense. He, you know what I mean? He He's a defensive point guard. So it's right. almost like you got Evan Payton in there, but a better shooter. Um, you know, he's a better scorer than – I'll give – he's a better scorer, much better than Alfred Payton. But he's not He's not a facilitator. You know what I mean? Like, he's not a true point guard. So um, the Knicks still in need of a point guard. And I don't – and I don't like Quickly as the starting point guard. He's smaller. He'll get bullied by bigger guards. And I honestly look at him and I say, he's a shooter. He's he's better off the bench as a six man. You start putting him in the mm. in the starting lineup, you're starting to really kind of wreck it, and you're really kind of limiting his effectiveness. Yeah, you know that's a really good um, a good thing. I like the way you said that. I think he's a good six man. That's what I think kind of frustrates me about the Knicks. Like if I, you know, I try to watch every game, you know, whatever sport it is and, and try to say, all right, well, if I was a fan of the opposing team, what the hell would be frustrating me about them? And if I'm a Knicks fan, I'm like, you got a, you know, it's not the worst starting rotation you ever saw. And it's not, you know, the best, but it feels like mm-hmm. two of those guys would be really good as sixth man. And I mean, if you look at, let's, I'm looking specifically at the, uh, the box score of the Knicks Nets game. Um, you know, if you look at the minutes, the, the distribution, I mean, you've got Julius Randle and Alex Burks out there, nearly 40 minutes. And then you go down to Quigley mm-hmm. at, uh, at 38. And then there's, there's Rose. That's your fourth, fourth guy. And then Robinson and Fournier kind of, mm-hmm. you know, were the only other guys over 20, you know, 22 and 25 minutes. Um, so I, it, it, it's, it's, this is one thing I've, I've always been frustrated with Thibodeau is um, he, I think he tries to get more out of his bench than he should. Um, but, I mean, his guys play hard, and I think that's, that's part of why. Is, is, uh, I, I, to go with a, with a baseball example, right, you know, it's always complained about why don't pitchers throw a full nine innings. Well, because I, I mm-hmm. personally am of the belief that you're going to blow your arm out if you try to do what they used to do back in, you know, the 50s or, or even the 80s. Because, you know, right. other than the guy like Nolan Ryan who's trying to throw it through a brick wall every pitch, um, 
you're putting way more effort in a per pitch basis. And I think when you look at the way the Knicks play, they're a hard team. I mean, they are the, the way they finished, uh, the way they played all of last season, the way they're playing right now. I mean, they are a tough team. They're not the kind of team you want to play when you're worn down after say, you know, a three game road trip and then you go into New York as your last one. That's not what you want to see. Sure. I do think that's where Julius Randle really stands out. And you kind of have Fournier stretch it out a little bit, but, um, there's just that killer attitude at the end of the game isn't there, but they'll still beat you up and they'll get their wins, and that's how they're an 11-10 team. I mean, they're still qual- I still feel like they've finally gotten out of the Phil Jackson era, um, the stink of it, if I may. Um, but they've still, they, they just need to, to, to flip, and I don't necessarily mean via trade, but they just need to flip me- the mentality of one of these guys who's a, a solid – six man and either make him a true starter or or add another true starter to the to the team but man i i know I, I, I think I that's the difference i think that's what they need dave i i honestly think you stay the course you stay a playoff relevant team and then you flip it you flip one a couple players for that one star or you attract that one free agent you know a la a, a you know damian lillard or somebody that wants to come here and can yeah. make a difference I think that's the difference that they need. I think Randall is a really good number two. He's an okay number one. You need a real number one here to push Randall to that two, and 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 then you then you, you're you're talking. So that's that's kind of oh, where I, they are. I love I love that uh, that the Knicks have done what they didn't want the Nets. You know when when the Nets landed Durant and uh, and. Um, they got Durant and Kyrie in the same offseason, right? It was like kind of almost within the same hour. And I, I understand sure. that there were a lot of Knicks fans who, who, who would have taken them and they would have loved them if they had them as they should have, right? But they hate them because they're in Brooklyn. Right, That's right. fair. You're supposed to, right? But right. I think Knicks fans then said, we want to build our team not the way the Nets did because, you know, there's only one Kyrie and KD pair. They said, let's build organically. I think that's what the Knicks are actually doing. They're, they're, I, I love it. They're constructing, constructing a team, quote, unquote, the right way which you have not seen out of New York. And who knows, maybe Dolan's finally taking a back seat for that franchise. I, you can only hope. Yeah. Well, oh, but they're going to get so, that star. They're going to get that superstar. They're, it's it's, they can, it's, they're it's coming. No, they just got to get the right one. They got to get the right one, not Zion. <laughs> no, no, no. There's too many buffets in New York City for that. Um, oh, my God. I mean, he's he. you, you heard the news with uh, Zion, Dave, right, that uh, – you know, he had a setback when he was rehabbing that they were just going to put him in five on five in practice uh, for the next couple of weeks, but he had a setback again with his foot. I mean, the, the guy just, he looks like the guy that ate Zion right now. It's, it's, it's Man. horrific. Foot, foot stuff on big guys. I mean, it's never, never a good thing. And then you have that, that good old work ethic in there. So um, yeah, get him a trainer, get him a dietitian, and get him right. Don't even get him on the court. The team is horrible. They're not doing anything this year unless you want to sell tickets. There's no reason to put Zion out there. You got to get that guy in shape, and not in a round shape. I mean, in shape. You know what I mean? Like, oh, God. It's frustrating. I hate when you see these guys with talent that just can't put it together. I mean, you remember, uh, it's like the opposite frustration of uh, Greg Oden, where Greg Oden was just a guy who was injured. Even a Yao Ming, I mean, you know, those were big mm. guys, but they just couldn't stay healthy. Zion, I just feel like he did it to himself. Yeah, I think I mean, it's, uh, it's really the weight. Yeah. It's the issues with his weight. There's no reason that you know you can't do anything with a foot injury, you can't exercise, but you got all this money. You're telling me you can't, you can't get a dietitian to get your diet right. Like, what do you think I've been doing for the last year and a year plus to get myself right and healthy? It's diet. I, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, li- I work out, but it's diet, man. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, like the uh, Stephen A. Smith Jack Swing uh, beef jerky commercial. You get, you get out what you put in. Um, yeah. So hey. Let's- Listen, I gotta ask you just just shifting uh, sides of the country real quick. Uh, I've been looking sure. at the West, and actually, you know, maybe not even switching necessarily. I've been looking at really not just the West, but the whole kind of the whole makeup of the NBA, right? And I mm-hmm. very, I, I feel like your whole life, uh, you know, basically since Jordan, you know, went away, it, the narrative has been the West has been just simply superior, right? Especially with the dominance of the Spurs for the longest time when Dirk was at his height. 
Um, I mean, you know, I, that's that's been the narrative. Do you think the East is starting to catch up, or is the West starting to do less well? Because if you look at the top five in the West, right, Suns, I, I agree with you. I think the Suns are solid. Warriors, they're somehow the best team in basketball, and I don't think they've hit their potential because uh, we haven't seen Clay. Mm-hmm. And uh, we haven't seen their big man Wiseman uh, out there with the team. Mm-hmm. I love the Jazz. I love the Mavericks and the Grizzlies. You know, they they're they're you know they're all right. And then the Lakers. Who I, I don't know what to think about the Lakers just yet. But then you start talking about some other teams that I'm not believing in, like the Clippers, the Blazers, the Wolves, the Nuggets. I guess the Nuggets can 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 get climb themselves back into uh, high relevancy. But you know, mm-hmm. out of the West, who actually. Um, do you think is, is a true uh, contender to play in the Western finals, not necessarily make it out of the finals, but just who do you think is going to even play in that matchup um, outside of your, your top teams outside of the Suns and the Warriors? I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I, 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 I can't count LeBron out. I, I really, I have a hard time thinking like that LeBron's going to let this go quietly, you know what I mean? Into the night. I, I I'm looking at, I, you know, I think if there's any team that could be that can be slept on is the Jazz because they have they're as deep as any team, and they have uh, Donovan Mitchell, uh, Greenwich native that TP right. loves to death, and I love him too. But I mean, I I I think those teams. I think Dallas. I don't know about Dallas, man. I sometimes I feel like they figure it out, and then it's like then it's like okay, once Luca gets back, it goes to shit. It, you know, it's like he's the best player, but he's like the worst enemy of that team because it's he 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 holds the ball more than Julius Randle does. Um, okay. it's, it's it's frustrating to me. Um, I I I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I I think it's the Jazz. I think the Jazz. I think um, with with Michael Porter Jr. going out for the season um, with I think the back injury, right? So. Um, uh, I, I, I really kind of don't – I don't think the, the Nuggets have enough uh, firepower to hang with those top-tier teams. Um, who knows when Kawhi's coming back, but Paul George has got them at 500. Okay, we'll see if Paul George and Evan uh, Eric Bledsoe can kind of keep them afloat. But I don't think that they can go into a series against the Warriors as full strength or the Suns um, and, and win a right. series. So. I'm I'm just I'm I think out of all those teams that are not named the Jazz, uh the Suns and the in the Warriors I think the Jazz are probably the most dangerous team. I'm man, you really wrote off uh, the Nuggets pretty quickly. I mean, yeah, they're you know right now you know standing wise they're number ten, um, but you don't think Jokic? You think it's like what is that team? Is Jokic, Murray, Aaron Gordon? Uh, I think Michael Porter Jr. I, man, Jeff, seeing Jeff Green out in Denver is tough because boy, the Nets would could use him. But um, I, you, so so you don't think they've got enough to uh, to stop the Warriors? I, and again, I'm not necessarily saying stop the Warriors. I should to be clear, it's to to, to yeah, right, right, the right. opportunity to play the Warriors in a series. No, I think you know Austin Rivers and 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 Murray hopefully will come back. They're they got some they got pieces. But I mean, I'll be fair. Aaron Gordon is a guy that has to step up. Will Barton is a is a bucket off the bench. But like in a series against these top teams, like if I had to pick if if the Lakers were playing the Nuggets in a series, I'm picking against the the Lakers. No. I, I ain't doing it. I'm I'm I, I think LeBron will have enough to beat him. I think the Warriors will have too much. I think the Suns will have too much. So I, I'm yeah, I'm gonna have to write off the Nuggets. I don't I just I feel like they're just good enough to be really good, but not great. Yeah, no, that's um, that it'll it'll be interesting to see how the West plays itself out. But I, I mean, Barry, uh, let's let's be honest with each other. It's it's a it's a race to play the Sun uh, to play the Warriors. Is we're only getting it better. Uh, so whatever, we'll see how that plays itself. Well, I, you know, I want to look at the East, um, mm-hmm. and I I really don't think. I think the East is almost a weird opposite problem where you're not quite your your top heavy isn't as good as they can be. I mean, I think if the Nets get back Kyrie, they immediately launch themselves uh, into a higher contender status. But right now, I kind of put them in that same group right below the Bucks. Now, 
I don't know if you saw this, uh, but Brooke, Brooke Lopez um, is going to have back surgery, and we it's it's still an indefinite situation, so you don't know how long he'll be out. And you know, sure. and you've got sh- Chicago uh, with the same record as the Bucks right now, so that that'll be interesting. Um, I'm wondering, you know, I'm looking at I for me when I look at a if I was looking at a team, one of the things I would want to do is you know, win possessions. And when I look at winning possessions, you got a couple key things there. It's getting rebounds. And, you know, if you're looking at the East, you've got Clint Capella, who's getting a lot of rebounds um, overall. And he's not, you know, he's not a scoring machine by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but you look at it, you have got Clint Capella out there. you got Trey Young passing the ball around. And, and I just keep seeing those two play well. They're just on the outside looking in of the main, I guess the, I don't know what to call it, the upper tournament, I suppose. Um, yeah, the the, the, the the guaranteed spots, I guess you would call the them, the top six. Spot. By the way, speaking of Trey Young, did you see this, Barry? This is a funny story I saw. Uh, mm. Did you see that Trey Young got a vote for New York City? Yeah, <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. Um he probably snuck into New York to vote for himself, little jerk. I can't, you know, he's like the number one villain in New York right now. It's 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 hilarious. Really um, I love like it's great. It's a lift. Well, we need that. Though. We villain. need that. A villain's super important, right? Like like you have yeah, but villains don't really. like it. Uh, villains don't like other villains. You know what I mean? Like unless you got like the you know the the super the, the super six. villain like team up or you got the yeah you got the Legion of Doom or. Or the Sinister Six in Marvel, um, you know. But really, you had the Sinister Six, or you had the Legion of Doom. But you know, Luke, Lex Luthor didn't like Grog. You know what I mean, Gorilla Grog. I don't it's like Trey Young because he's going against my Knicks. That <laughs> listen, it, has the Knicks really? Have, have there been a, a good big time villain though in the city that since uh, like you know Reggie Miller? LeBron and 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 Wade kind of flirted with it because ah, they were hated. Yeah. They were hated by everybody, I guess, outside of sure. Miami, uh, and and that weren't LeBron fans. Uh, but no, there hasn't been a villain. Um, I I I think Reggie Miller was a bigger villain than Jordan. I think Jordan was a Nick killer, but like you knew. At the it, deep down in your heart, as a Knicks fan, even though that eighty, I'll say it again, that ninety-eight, ninety, I mean ninety-three series, we're up two-zero, and Jordan went to Vegas and our Vegas, uh, Atlantic City. Even though we were up two-zero when we had the infamous, oh god, oh, fucking Charles Smith. Did you really think <laughs> you were going to beat Jordan? Like, did, no, you really never thought that, you know the Knicks could beat Jordan at his prime, right? But Reggie Miller, like, he was like an annoying little gnat that you knew you could beat, but he was so annoying, so annoying. And, and going at it with Spike Lee, like, Michael never went at it with Spike Lee. I mean, I think Pippen flirted with it a little bit, but, like, ugh, it was just brutal. It was brutal. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's funny, though, like, how how, you know, I definitely think Reggie Miller historically is the bigger villain to uh, to Knicks fans, and it's just you know I'm saying this you know as an outsider, but uh, you, you 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 see that seething hate when you say to Knicks fans Reggie Miller, but then you bring up Michael Jordan, who you know truthfully is the one who ruined the decade. I mean, um, really almost two, quite frankly. But mm. you look at at, at Jordan, everybody's like oh, I hate him, but he was just so damn good. He, you know, it's like yeah, he was as a. It, it was funny, like you know, I, I I could say Tom Brady. I often say Tom Brady's ruined twenty years of my life, and I still hate him. But I, and I I kind of respect him a little bit more in Tampa now. But uh, mm-hmm. but but to the point, you know, having a villain in in basketball is great. Um, and I, you know, it's tough because LeBron. Do you really do you you know? All right, try to try to take your Knicks hat off for this one, or your your LeBron hater hat off for this one. And I know you respect his game because you always. You always do that, but do you really think he's been a true villain, like a villain villain for the sport for the last, you know, 15, 20 years, or is he kind of more No, 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 I think, but you have to be fair. When he made the decision in our backyard and didn't come to New York, New York fans hated him. Cleveland fans hated him. And then, like, you know, the Heatles, and like not one, but two, 
but three and four, like you know, that first year, first yeah. years, like he embra- he was hated and he embraced it, and I think it kind of threw him off his game a little bit. Like he he didn't want to be the he wants to be loved, he wants to be respected, he wants to be told he's the goat, he wants that affection. He didn't really want to be a villain, but guess what? People didn't like him because they didn't like the decision. They it would left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. And, you know, it was what it was. Like, you got to be fair. Yeah, no, the decision to me, I still think it was one of the most hilarious reactions to anything in sports just because how (laughs) how upset people got over it. Like, all right, yeah, cool, he told us where he's going. Uh, But whatever. I I watched it. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was great for the Boys and Girls Club. But, you know, so Mm. So uh, I got a couple. I got an, another couple things I wanted to ask you about, and you know we spent sure. a lot of time, Barry, talking about the top of the league. But I want to ask you about the bottom of the league. And if you look right now well, for at our website, <laughs> well, I, you know I love Barry. I, I love team building, right? I, sometimes, like once you once once you okay. get a team, mm. you know. Once you get a team and you're in, you know, like a Phoenix, a Golden State, a Brooklyn, you're not worrying necessarily right now about how you're going to draft. You're more likely to move the draft picks and, and you know, uh, you, you're moving the 30th pick in the draft or something. Um, but if you're a team like Detroit, Orlando, Houston, New Orleans, specifically Oklahoma City, and that's where I wanted to go with it, uh, what do you do? with your, you know, what would you do with your draft capital? I mean, right now, <laughs> I'm just taking a quick look at Oklahoma City's uh, draft picks in the next draft. They've got the, as of right now, you know, whatever, they got the 5th, the 15th, the 30th, and the 35th picks. So mm-hmm. a lot of, um, that is a lot of capital. And you can either use the picks to make players, or you could use the picks and move up. But um, if you if you were the GM of the Thunder, right, their last ten, they're one and nine. Um, they're a six and fifteen club. They're they're like they, their own pick, which is the fifth pick right now. Um, they can they have the ability to to control their future. Do you do you try to package those picks and move up? That I I mean everything but the fifth, so the fifteenth, the thirtieth, and the thirty fifth. Do you package and move up, or do you try to draft a bunch of guys and build a team around it? Or you know how would you try to make that 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 situation more attractive for a free agent or do you not even worry about that and just try to draft first i mean I, it depends on what's in the, the what talent's in the draft i think um you know if, if, if it's a deep draft like if you're going to find really good players in the back half of the um you know after the lottery maybe you do it but i'm i'm packaging picks and i'm either packaging them to move up in the current draft or packaging them to, you know, get future picks and move, you know, maybe in next year's draft. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way. I think, what, he, they got – how many picks? Is it they got, like, 10 or 12 picks? I don't even know how many it's it ridiculous. is. But there's, yeah. yeah, there's no way you can draft all those players and then you're basically you're that's a whole new team that you're drafting, right, outside right. of um, Guild uh, – uh, what's the, the – uh, Shai uh, Alexander, right? So, um, there's no way that you can get all those picks in house, right? And you can you can unless you really say everybody on my team is trash. Oh my! You know what gosh. I mean? Like, no. So I, I'm I'm packaging the picks. I got to get creative. I'm I'm getting on the phone, see if I can move up, move back, move down. Move, you know, move into next year's well, yeah, what back. have you? Because if you move back, then you're you're probably compiling more. But all right, just a quick yeah, recap, right? right? Of, of the, the, the Thunder's future draft picks, right? This year, this upcoming draft, like I mentioned, they've got the their own. They've got um, they've got the Clippers. They've got the Suns and the Pistons. Uh, that's their, their, three, their three picks this year. Next year, they have one, two – I have to do this like I'm three years old. They have five draft picks in the first round. they got the Clippers one from Paul George, the Nuggets uh, from Steven Adams, and the Miami Heat also in the Paul George trade. And then the Wizards, so, <laughs> the Alperin Sanguine trade, they have the Wizards' first-round picks. So, look, 
the 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 Clippers not that great, but next who knows what they'll finish out. But that Heat and the Wizards picks those could be those could be great picks. And then you look, look down the road, the Rockets, the Clippers, and the Jazz. Um, and at that point, I mean, you're looking at the 2024 season. Who the hell knows how good the Rockets are going to be? Who knows how good the Clippers are going to be? What if, you know, the Jazz right. decide to just blow it up? And that pick could be really good. And that, if, you know, that if, this is why I love the team-building aspect of, of sports in general, mm-hmm. is if you're the GM of the Jazz, you know, what do you do? I mean, you can't rely on your own first-round pick, really. I mean, it's just not a given. I mean, it's um, – uh, it's it's not a great situation, and it kind of reminds me of sort of where the like the Seattle Seahawks are right now, for instance, right? If if you're a Seahawks fan, you don't you're in a bad spot right now. You could do what uh what what some teams have done to get good players when they've already got a solid roster, right? You can't really you can't do what say the Spurs did, right? I know I'm slipping between basketball and, and football here, but you can't do what the Spurs did and take advantage of the year David Robinson was hurt and they drafted Tim Duncan. You can't do what the or even like what the Colts did, where they they had kind of one down year and they managed to get an Andrew Luck type player. Um, you know, it's not, it's not. I and in a way, I mean, I think the 49ers had hoped. Uh, you know, this was their down year, and then they grabbed a good quarterback. But, you know, who knows with some of these things. But I, I do wonder mm-hmm. how it affects your decision-making um, for a current season. Because you have to manage the in-season, too. Um, so I, I just I, – I would love to be a fly on the wall of the Suns when they try to figure out what to do. Because you, it's all, you're right. I think you just it, – it's too much. It, they, they almost went – I think they went too far. They're like Icarus. They flew too close to the sun, and uh, and they might get burned. I knew you'd like that one. Not, not Icarus burned. from the Eternals. That actually flew into the sun, right? Uh, no spoilers. No spoilers. Um, oh, you haven't seen it yet? But, no, I saw it. I saw it. I saw it. All right, dude, who cares? You get lost. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I got my Spider-Man tickets already. Yeah, I I got mine. No no problem. I got mine. So me and uh, me and Xavier going to see uh to see Spider Man Far From Home. Or No Way Home. Oh man. Or uh, Home Alone. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Eat two uh, phone calls. Next next one's gonna be uh, Spider Man homeless and then the uh the guy from the Spider Man two thousand two is gonna be looking for rent again. Yeah, uh uh Oscar Isaac. God Spider Man two thousand ninety nine. I hope they do that, man. That'd be a blast. Um, yeah. But listen, Spider Verse. It, He's coming. It, it's a, it's a fun league. It's a fun. It's a fun. Um, fun question to have. I, I love the when I would play like uh, you know my my video games. So I was playing like you know NCAA or something. I'd always try to take the mm. worst team in the league, and then try to get them to win a championship because that to me was way more fun. Which is almost like was annoying playing 2K as a Mets fan. Almost, you know. Because it's like, all right, well, if I create a player, what the hell position is he going to play? Uh, there's already some. Oh, no, absolutely not. I'm creating a player. I'm getting on my Knicks, and I'm building them into a winner, which is a garbage team. You know what actually, I did? So. You know what I did? That's I exactly what I did. I made my guy a point guard so Kyrie had to sit. Yeah, I can't play point <laughs> guard in, in, in 2K, so I had to play the two or the three, so. Um, but that's that's essentially where I'm at, uh, you know, building my team up. I finally got in the starting lineup. Um, and 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 kicked. Uh, I think who did I kick out of the lineup? Uh, I don't even know who I I bumped out of the lineup. But you know we're winning. Yeah. We're winning. <laughs> and then, uh, but no, know, listen seriously, seriously. The Rockets are winning four straight. Shout out to Sirius. Um, I like to give him crap about his Rockets, That's but they're true. starting. That young talent starting to get it get it going. But uh, at the end of the day, um, you know, I out of those young teams, I'm looking at them and I think you know OKC. I think could eventually. Um, move in the right direction. I think they got young talent in OKC that uh, they can definitely build around. Um, you know, like I said, you know, they they Gilgis Alexander is 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 he's he's top billing, right? He's their best player. It, they just need to help build around him and get real. They need to get good players around him. Um, I think you know for the Rockets, the rookie that they got—I forget his name. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna space out real quick. Um, uh, Brown, it's not Brown. It's Wood. Uh, no, they, what is uh, no Porter Jr. You know, ugh, ugh. he 
he is something. He is a sight to behold. And I really think him and Wood are a good combination together. Um, they just need, just keep building. Keep, take your time, you know, keep building. Don't be in a rush to, to try and compete against these super teams like the late Lakers, um, the Suns, Houston, and the Warriors. Yeah, take I, your I time. If you're Houston, you have you – know, listen, if you're Houston, though, there's got to be some sense of urgency. I mean, I think if in a way the what uh, uh, the, the um, Oklahoma City Thunder have done is they've told their fans with very tangible ways, hey, we're not going to fix this tomorrow. But I feel, I don't know. I just get the mm-hmm. sense that the Rockets, they had so many stars on that team. I mean, over the last 10 years, how many different huge names have put that jersey on? And now you're trying to sell me on, you know, Kevin Porter Jr. Now, don't get me wrong. Kevin Porter Jr. is a really good player. Uh, but he's not going to sell out that arena. Um, I mean, when you've got, Eric, you know, John huh, John Wall, who's, I think, got, in my opinion, probably the most disappointing career uh, in my uh, kind of my I whole life. So. I and would so think so. Sad. He was so good. The guy could just make the ball move like magic. Uh, but it was, it was just never worked out. Couldn't um, shoot. I just, I, you know, listen, Christian Wood, he's a, he's, 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 he's a solid player. I just don't see anything on the Rockets roster other than maybe Kevin Porter Jr. Uh, that gives me anything, any reason to believe that they'll, they'll put it together. Look, they've won four straight. Awesome. Cool. I'm really happy for the Rockets. But if you look at who they beat, they, they beat, you know, they, they took out, in the early in the season, they had a win against Oklahoma City, but this four-game winning streak they're on, they barely beat Chicago. They took them by five. Okay, fine. Then they beat Charlotte in overtime, and then they beat Oklahoma City twice. Okay. Um, with Within those four games, you had House Jr., Woodwood, and Tate as your um, leading scorers. And then Wood and Porter Jr. pretty much filled up the rest of the uh, the statute. Although Tate had a really good game against Oklahoma City. But there's, there's again, there's nothing inspiring. I think that's the word I've been trying to find. There's nothing inspiring about what the Rockets are doing that makes me think, all right, I'm going to focus on this team. Or if I'm a Rockets fan, I was like, all right, I'm excited about this group. It's like, I don't know, it feels like it would be uh, – it feels like it would be a, a, a Jets fan when Adam Gase won like five straight to end the season. It's like, okay, great. What's it, how's it helping us? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, it's it's like the Giants were winning games a little bit last year and, and winning some games this year, just being good enough to be outside of the top five or something like that. <laughs> Screw so, yourself in the draft. Uh, yeah, yeah see, let's shoot yourself in the foot. Why don't you? Um, but listen, um, yeah, the Rockets, they're, they're a ways away. They, but I, I like the young kids. I, I like what they're trying to do. Um, it's just going to take time. John Wall, I don't, I don't know what they're going to do with him. It looks like they're going to try to trade him. I don't know who would trade for him. Um, take on it's the, it's the yeah it's the contract. Why would you take on that massive contract for a guy I wouldn't want to start? Um, there's no way I would get bring him in to start um, unless you know I don't know I really don't know unless you really need a, a point guard. I, he's got to hang his hat on the defensive end and moving the ball. Um, never was a good shooter. Um, you know they, they were already linking John Wall to the Knicks right when Kemba went to the bench. That would be that would be awful. I, I don't see how that makes us better, um, you know, to be honest with you. But, um, you know, John Wall, he's – I don't think his career's finish is just not going to be where where it was before. And definitely not worth – what is he getting, like $40 million a year now or something like that? Or a third, I don't uh, right even know now, what the number is. The season he's slated for 44 and then next year 47. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, the GM that gave him that contract probably is like, you know, is looking for a job right now. Pretty, pretty much. You know what? No, you know what? I'll count on you on that one. <laughs> or he's GM of the year because he somehow managed to get rid of that contract because he signed it in Washington. Yeah, true. True. I think that's maybe more impressive than the actual contract. It's somehow moving it. I mean, yeah, it's, you it's, know, I, it, I, you know I, the Rockets and the the what the Rockets and the Wizards at the time really had two point guards that um, you just couldn't deal with. So it was the lesser of two evils, I guess, right? Yeah, I mean, if you look at teams with the most, you know, cap space or the ability to absorb anything, um, I, I would ha- I I don't know because I don't have it in front of me. 
but I'd like to believe that the the Knicks could could the Knicks pull it off. Let's just say, let me let me ask you hypothetically, right? And this is the dumbest okay. thing to say in sports, but you know, say money didn't matter. Um, do you think that if you could, you know, add John Wall, maybe it would cost you? You know, it really shouldn't cost you anything just for the, you know, just for taking them. Quite frankly, they should give you a draft pick for taking, for taking them. But uh, do you, I mean, I think he would be a valuable addition to the team, right? If 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 the only thing was it would, it would hurt your cap situation. Um, even though you know I said it wouldn't take money into it, it would hurt your cap situation with this year and next year. I just think the Knicks. Do you, I don't want to say they're a, a, a player away. But what I was saying, they've got a bunch of good six men. If you bump one of those guys down, add a John Wall for for veteran and defense, um, I I think the the Knicks would really then slot into one of those teams that would be just below uh, Milwaukee and Brooklyn. See, I like what you're doing because you're trying you're trying to you're trying to you're trying to anger me. You're trying to you're trying to put this evil on me, on my team, so that if it does happen. (laughs) It, it'll happen. People will hear us. They think it's something we need to do. They'll make the trade. Then my Knicks are going to the shitter. I see what you're trying to do, and it's not going to work today. All right, the villains got you pegged. Right? <laughs> I know your game. It's a, just listen. No, John Wall. No, Ab- no, absolutely no. <laughs> that is not the way to build a winning team. <laughs> wow. All right. Yeah, I mean, listen. Yeah, you're not wrong. I'm trying to see how uh, he's got right now in the entire NBA, if I'm reading this correct, he's got like the the top 20 contract in the entire sport, which it's just embarrassing. He's he's got the 20th largest contract in the sport right now. Um, So, and that's per sport track. Uh, right now, you know, I've got Giannis with the monster deal, but he, he deserves, I mean, I'm looking at, let me just take a quick moment here. So I love, I love mm-hmm. the, the finances of all this stuff. You know, you've got Giannis with the top, with the top contract and Steph with the second one, which by the way, I kind of keep forgetting how old Steph is. He's 33, but he doesn't play that way. Yeah. God. No, so, no. So he lives the baby phase assassin still. Right. Um, Came out of college looking like a baby. What what stayed there for four years? So he was twenty two when he came into the league. Finally, out of Davidson and uh, the baby face assassin. You know, just you know, it, it looks like it feels like he he hasn't been he's been here for a while, but it doesn't feel like he's been here for a while. You know what I mean? But um, I know, yeah, he's, he's still here. got leg to him. And, 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 and you know, I gotta funny. I gotta mention that that Suns game. He had a really bad game. I think it was 12 points. They kind of wore him down a little bit. Was that the, like, the um, three you won't see that happen. or whatever? Yeah. I mean, you won't see him shooting like that. But it really kind of shows you against an elite team, like, he does need help. And he, he he's going to welcome that space for, that floor spacing from Klay Thompson. You you mark your words. The One of the best backcourts in the history of the game, underrated backcourts, right? If not the, I mean, I, you know, I can't stay. Steph Curry might be the player I like the least in the entire sport, and pretty close to all the sports. There's just there's something about Steph Curry I don't like. I mean, I think he's the best shooter that I've ever seen. I mean, you know, previously it was Ray Allen, and now it's laughable to put them sometimes in the same conversation. Um, he's, you know, it's like it, it's unbelievable. I mean, you watch the guys pregame routine, you know, he's like having a sandwich and knocking down threes from, from mid-court. It's ridiculous. Uh, and and he's just, just so smug sometimes. Like, he hits a three, she does a little stupid head shake. Oh, hit another three. Good for you. That's your job. Let's see you, you know, defend a, a, defend Giannis. Um, that's why I I, I was uh, thinking when we were putting the show together um, – you know, right now you've got Steph Curry and Kevin Durant, who are your players of the month for October and November. Um, mm-hmm. But who, you know, if, you have, if, if you're doing something like Steph Curry versus one-on-one versus Giannis, I, I'm always taking Giannis if it's a true one-on-one because what are you going to do, have Steph Curry try to run around Giannis? I think, I think that's one place where 
his his length and his his quickness can almost negate what Curry does. And then if you go on the other end, how's Steph Curry stopping the Greek freak? I mean, how? He'll just jump over him. Mm-hmm. So, listen, I I I I'm a pure, I'm a I'm a I'm a you get three to five passes towards the ball under the hoop and put it in. I, maybe I'm old school. I guess that's the definition of old school at this point. Um, listen, stepping back and shooting threes is great, but you still need to get the ball to the hoop. And, yeah, Steph can get the ball to the hoop in a, in a special way, but I, I just I can't stand a little smug street rat. Let's <laughs> let say let hate flow through you. I, there, you know, yeah, okay, well, I cannot stand that little smug Steph Curry. <laughs> Do it again. Of course so, I Yeah, well, you know, dude, I'm I'm the emperor right now. Good. <laughs> Use your aggressive feelings, boy. Oh <laughs> but no, seriously, you know, um listen, I, I hate the arrogance of, of Steph Curry. I think the league loves it. I think, you know, young players love it. I think, you know, that's what they kinda you know, with the shimmy and like you know, the, all that kind of stuff with the finger wave and everything like that. Oh, all that like, shimmy. Um uh, yeah, you know, it, that's that's who he is. And, you know, I you got to respect him because he can do it. And, you know, he makes these shots that are ridiculous, and, you know, he backs it up. Um, he, his defense leaves a lot to be desired. He's not a true point guard because he doesn't distribute the ball. I don't think he's averaged over, what, six assists in the season, um, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. So, um, you know. Yeah, you're right. But, listen, if 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 I look at it, Objectively, yeah, one-on-one, obviously Giannis, um, you know, but it's hard not to build a team around Steph Curry. Um, you have to build the right team. The Warriors are the right team to build around yes. Steph Curry, right? Because you got a point forward in Draymond, who I can't stand, but I respect the hell out of his game because he's, he's a defensive player. Um, I wish he'd stop shooting the ball ever. But um, I'm, I'm looking at, like, he, 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 he is a solid passer. Uh, he's a rebounder. He's a defensive guy. He's the heart of that team. And then you've got shooters that space around Steph Curry, and they're, they're, they're got, you've got unselfish guys that move the ball. It's a perfect team for him. It's built around it's him. Really, and they, they, yeah. Yeah, and the Warriors give them credit. They did a great job of building a team around him and, and building the right team. Um, even when I thought Wiggins wasn't the right fit, He's come in there, and he's kind of been a good fit because he balances out Steph Curry on the perimeter, right? He can flash to the bu- bucket with the spacing. So, um, but, yeah, Giannis is just – guys like that don't come around. He looks like he travels every time. He takes one step and gets from half court to the foul line. Like, he, you know what I mean? Like, he's, re- he's a ridiculous athlete. I'm looking at, like – uh, it's it's hard to pass on Steph Curry, but I would build the team around Giannis. It, but these are guys, both of these players, not just Steph, Giannis, you have to build the right team around them. And I think they've built the right team around these guys. Like, you know what I mean? Like Giannis, you need you need shooters that can he can drive and kick too. Um, on the wing because you, you you're just taking away his driving lane, so you need guys that can hit open shots. Um, you know they built the right team around it, and they they won a championship with it. Yeah, you know it's funny. I I I feel like you could if you could just somehow make Grayson Allen slightly not like he's a bad player, but if you somehow made him no. like a better outside shooter. Man, then yeah, you're, 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 to your point, you'd have Giannis drive up the middle, and if he doesn't have his shot, he kicks it out, um, or yeah. kicks it out to somebody who can then redistribute the ball. But I don't think Grayson Allen, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, those aren't the guys. They're close. They're the guys that are Middleton's the closer. You, you got to put respect on Middleton's name. He's True. a closer. He I, did I it in the playoffs. It. He did it in the finals. You, we got to put respect on his name. No, I love. Don't get me wrong. I, I I love Chris Middleton. I love his game. I'm just saying, like when you're when you're constructing the roster, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I guess you, I want to have. Um, 
like with the like with the Warriors game, right? It's it's a, if you're looking at three people, you got to have Giannis as your big guy in the middle. It's not like uh, with the Warriors, you have to build it around Curry, who's going to be on the outside with a good second shooter and a guy on the inside with with uh, Draymond. But with 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 Giannis, your true talent is in the middle, so you need to have two solid shooters. But you need to have, you know, you don't need to have, uh, you know, like a, I guess I was going to say Clay Thompson out there, but you do have Clay Thompson out there. Um, you know, it's why Joe Harris, I think, was such a great fit in Brooklyn. But if you put, say, somebody like a Joe Harris, for instance, in Milwaukee, you, how do you stop him? That would be, mm-hmm. you know, that would be almost a nightmare for the sport if somehow a guy like a Joe Harris uh, was able to find his way out to uh, to Golden State. But I'm going to end that nightmare. Or or on the court that's in general. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He is hurt, I'm going to end my nightmare but, um, with that. Yeah, Listen, I mean, you know, it's it is a lot worse it, nightmares from the top seed in the East right now, right? Yeah. Listen. Whatever happens, we, we we got a ways to go, but I'm really excited to see that some of these guys I think we're going to see come back healthy and start to see some teams kind of come together and get their two starting fives um, once uh, Kyrie gets his COVID shot, maybe. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. Who the hell knows what's going on with that? Um, I try you mm-hmm. know, I try not to, uh, to get in people's heads too much. That is one head I want no part of. Um, but listen, it was a blast doing this. With That's what she said? We got a couple – <laughs> all fun, right? Listen, all right. Uh, I'm gonna give you uh, give you your time. I know you got a couple things you want to uh, mention and plug before we call it a, a week. Um, just uh, I just a reminder. I will be uh, I'm taking the fam to uh, to Disney next week, so I won't be here. Try and get in and out before this uh, Omicron gets around. But you know, we got our shots and we're all we're all vaccinated and all that, so we're gonna have a good time. So I'm looking forward to you holding it down. And uh, why don't you fill us in on other uh, great Sports City chefs going on? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll have to hold it down. Um, you know, we'll see how that goes. If it's solo, it'll be a short show. Um, not a lot. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear me bitching about the Knicks all day. So, <laughs> but I mean, listen. Um, yeah, 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 exactly. Right. But um, listen, sportsinchefs.com, the blog, the interview, the website. We got a lot of things cooking. Um, looking to connect with CEV Sports again, uh, do a live show. Uh, with them, uh, shout out to, to Eric and Chris and the, the those guys. Uh, their Eagles lost to my Giants. Suck it. Um, <laughs> but listen, um, <laughs> oh my god! Uh, but, but no, seriously, it all seriously. You know, new interviews going up daily. Dave doesn't do any uh, any vlogging. Uh, he doesn't do any of his lunch break anymore. So to hell with Dave. But um, listen, <laughs> I do I do the, the best. Uh, the the finger foods. Listen to Sirius's finger foods, uh, people. When you get a chance, uh, talking about uh, his Steelers, I told him it would happen eventually. Um, and you know, Big Ben is on his. He needs to be on his way out. So hopefully they they get get that taken care of. But the you know, uh, he, his finger food is really good. Mine's up. Um, you know, the, shout out to the guys at the, the clubhouse on the barbershop. Uh, Mike and, and, and those boys, they do a great job. They're almost at three, I think it's 3,000 um, or 1,000 subscribers. So go go, definitely support them. Um, you know, we do a lot of big things, tell a friend to tell a friend, all that good stuff. Shout out to the homie TP, Sirius, Mike, uh, Eric Gross, and, 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 all the, and all the guys that are a vital, vital part to the Sports City Chef family. Listen, it, it, it's a it's a it's a joy to do this with you guys. Uh, yeah, I know I'm not the greatest at the blogging and the uh, the podcast, but one thing I will tell you is uh, you can usually, uh, unless I'm going somewhere else, count on me uh, Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern on your airwaves, your webwaves, whatever you want to call them. Um, but let me close this out by saying, like I always do, check us out at www.sportcitychefs Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Sport. City, I have said enough for a lifetime, and for the last time, I wish you all a very pleasant good afternoon. Play Sports City Chef from Amazon Music. Sports City Chefs is on the night. In the kitchen cooking up, they on the rise. Sports City, Sports City Chefs, Chefs, Sports City.
ride and we ride and I pray you have it sick. Word from the wise, my people stay ahead of us. Come on, I've been relevant, trying to survive the elements. It ain't no love in these streets, these dudes telling it. Case goes from cold to hot, state evidence. Kaboom, sports city chefs is in the room. Cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon. They well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman verse, MF Doom, the clouds loom. So tell a friend, it's the sports city chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Sports City, Sports City, Chef, Chef, Sports City, Sports City, Chef, 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 Chef,